0: This is the relevant part.
1: It's Friday, April second, two thousand twenty-one, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's the birthday boy. Today is his birthday, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello.
2: Happy birthday, Jesse.
1: Joining me from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Eh. And uh, not in Austin, Texas, in Redding, California, today from a hotel room, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivy. Hey guys. So Jesse, birthday boy, April 2nd, as we know, the only mistake God ever made was that he got your birthday off by one day. A couple hours, a couple hours, you know, but early morning,
3: baby, I could have been April fools and, you know, but it would have been a lifetime of awesome gag gifts, you know, (laughs) and like, you know, people I could throw, I could invite people to a birthday party and just not show up and just be like, April fools, (laughs) you guys didn't actually believe this. You guys have fun. I'm doing something else though with other friends. No, but this year's weird because I was reflecting the other day. I was like, you know, when I look back at, at this past year, it just as of my birthday, eh, how was it as a year compared to recent ones? I was like, you know what actually sort of bookends? Well, hopefully it bookends. Hopefully we're coming to the end of this thing. But it, like last year, right at, at my birthday was kind of the beginning of our lockdown. And now, you know, it's a year later, about to celebrate another glorious year of birth. And uh it, it looks like we might be getting close to the end here. I everyone, you know, these vaccines. I'm getting I got a, I got an email from the CDC saying I you know my my turn in line's coming. So who knows? Jesse, maybe maybe this Jesse, is Just you not
1: been reading the news? Florida is making another wave happen. Are you kidding me? Spring break. The, all the are numbers are going back up again. Everything's going back no, up because of spring You're break. With me. No, and all the regulations are being relaxed and everybody's thinking life's back to normal. And all of a sudden for the first time in like two months, all the numbers are going back up for infection
4: rates and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not lying. I I had to check out. I don't, I don't look at the numbers. I don't look at the news anymore. Well, I mean, I never really watched the news like that anyway, which is kind of ironic because people are always like, "You're, you're a pawn to liberal news. I'm like, I don't really watch it like that, but I haven't been watching. I just, I needed a break. Like the seesaw of 10 million cases, to zero cases, to ten million, to zero is just too emotional. It's exhausting. I, mean, I was like, "Hey y'all, y'all, call me, call me when we're done."
3: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to give people, fa- I'm not trying to give people false hope here, guys. This is my birthday. But and we like I'm it. Just <laughs> I'm we like saying, it, Jesse. <laughs> I'm just saying, while people are celebrating that I exist, go ahead and celebrate that at least there is a light at the end of this tunnel. That's all. That's all. Well, that would be a great birthday present to me, listeners. Just enjoy your life a little and and realize, hey, we're we'll, we're all still in this together, but we might be hopefully towards the end. But you're not in.
1: You're not saying go enjoy your life at to the point that your enjoyment is going to endanger somebody endanger, else's. Yeah, life. yeah, endanger
3: Other. I'm just saying. I'm wear just your saying, mask is what you're saying. You know, we, I'm saying wear a mask, do the right thing, and when you get bummed out or discouraged. Just think, hey, at least Jesse's alive. At least he was birthed. <laughs> like, that is should be enough to really lift the spirits of this country right now.
1: Are you doing anything? Are you Because my birthday, March 15th, you know, kind of fell in that very strange, like, don't go see people moment. But now mm-hmm. you're saying, go live your life. Who cares? That's what you're saying. So are you throwing <laughs> a big
3: backyard party I, or something? I'm not say- <laughs> I, well, I did. I actually had a, well, the, the, the night we're recording this, I had, I, it wasn't a, I wouldn't call it a party, but it was... Several of the, uh, my friends from the, around the, the block, the neighborhood walk, came out back and we, we, I have a TV in the backyard now because that's what people do during COVID and we watched some basketball and it was delightful. You know, it was safe. It was distance. It was in that well ventilated backyard, and and everyone had a delightful time. Speaking of know.
4: basketball, <laughs>
1: I you know say, Jesse, I gotta, I, I gotta
3: check in. Jesse, oh, let me ask. Yeah.
1: Jesse. Okay. okay, this this you know, last week everybody yeah. listened. We were expecting a miracle, and so what I learned in the last week is that the Baptists are right. And that miracles are only in the Bible and they ended Uh, with the apostles because ORU's miraculous run came to an end. And now ORU is a Baptist school. Is that what you're saying?
4: Savage.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or you could say it was a miracle. They got that far. I mean, come on. You can still look at it as a
1: miracle. So it's kind of like a a non-denom situation. We're not (laughs) full Baptist, but we're not full charismatic. Uh, uh, Is it like kind of a miracle?
3: It was still, it was still, it was still like a, a, it was still miraculous that they made it that far. But look, man, I've read, I read the Bible. Sometimes miracles are weird. Sometimes they're messy. Why did Jesus spit in the dirt and the mud and rub it on the guy's eyes for him to be healed? I don't don't know. know, Okay. I I I don't know how miracles work. All I know is we made the sweet 16. We almost... Yeah, almost made the elite eight.
4: Did you make any money, bro? Did you put? Did you pull it?
3: No, I, 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 didn't. I didn't take a buyout on my main bet for the. Because here's <laughs> the thing: if I was expecting a miracle to go to go to the final four, I've expected a miracle to go on final four. Okay, I'm not going to my away. lack of right. faith. I'm not going to let my lack of faith enter into this equation here. Now I we're, back to, this now we're right. back to good right. Tulsa right.
1: theology. I,
3: I went to ORU. Okay. They taught me some very interesting things about the nature of miracles that's at least me confounded to this day. So I didn't want an act of faith on my part. I don't know if we're borderline heretical here, Clark. And I know that's a big deal, but I'm just talking real talk. I don't know how all this works based on the weird charismatic theology that I was subjected to for much of my life. But I do know this. I would either way, I was going to keep that rolling, Derek. I wasn't going to pull it. I wasn't going to accept a buyout for that. But I, but I did uh, have other. <laughs> I had other bets on. ORU you? <laughs> where they didn't have to win, they just they just had to cover a very large spread uh, uh, and not lose by like fifteen. So those bets worked out just fine. Okay. All right. What,
4: well, we made a little money.
3: I don't just I don't just expect a miracle. I double down on a miracle. Okay. I double right. down. On a miracle. All right. All right. It's called it's called hedging. It's called hedging your miracle. Okay. Because if your miracle doesn't have a smaller miracle, I know.
4: So this is what I'm wondering. Because I mean, I'm not really a, a gambler. I don't really. I yeah well I guess I don't know I I trade stocks so maybe that's gambling but uh I have a friend that has literally turned off a of Fanduel five dollars into a thousand dollars twice so I'm like I'm wondering is that some, are they gonna change the rules is this one of those things where just like you know the the Instagram algorithm like everybody's making money left right and then all of a sudden they're gonna change the algorithm and then you're screwed like what how is this world because I've never placed a Fanduel. Bet ever how does it work yeah, how will you turn five dollars into a thousand dollars twice
3: now i mean if you want the real i mean we could do a little we should but do yeah, a, a talk sports off betting line. segment i've <laughs> yeah, but but if you if you are smart with parlaying, you can you can actually make a lot of money very quick and have Par, and parlaying is also
1: combining different bets in the sense of like individual bets will pay a little bit, but the the yeah. the more that you combine together, the rarer it gets. Oh, so then, therefore, you can get multiples. Okay, right? Okay. So I not only it. this okay. has to happen, but that has to happen, and they have to beat this and this. Yeah, and all, okay. if all that
4: happened, huge payout. Then you'll but, make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, Got yeah. You. So okay. if you. If
3: you're right. smart. If you're smart with how you lay out some parlays, you can you can you have a very little amount of money, which FanDuel will give you for signing up. I'm not sponsored by them, but they will <laughs> give you money to sign up in states where it's legal and you can just kind of goof around on it for free. And uh, but that's the best way.
1: You know, if I, I was if or you had won that game, they would have played Baylor. And that would have set down, ba- set up a Baptist school versus a charismatic school. Uh oh, that would have been fun. Uh, that would have been fun. That would
4: have been really fun.
1: Loyola, if they had won, then there would been a Catholic school in the mix too. You know?
3: Yeah. I think Gonzaga is a Jesuit school. I could be wrong about that, but I thought they were. Oh my goodness! All we need
1: is like a reformed school. No, they don't have sports because like they already know the outcome. But. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs>
5: Yeah, hey, Clark, Clark,
4: so. Clark, 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 I need you to go get the, uh, the DJ K Slay. I don't know if you know yeah. DJ K. I need yeah. you to get the DJ K Slay machine guns for that one. <laughs> I need some machine guns. Like, okay, can just I just mow look- down reform <laughs> reform their is all the reform? Your bracket's is
2: predestined. Yeah, predestined. There's no point <laughs> in playing pre- the game. They don't even have sports. The, because- I need the guns, the Nas
5: guns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do want to say this about the ORU game. Guys, in our little text thread, I felt like a mom because- Right after they lost, I said they had a good run and Cameron was like, Too soon and I was like, Oh, what a mom, what a mom move. I was like, Guys, y'all did a great job. I'm so proud of y'all. Just let good us job. More. Just let us
1: just let us be, Jamie. Don't encourage us right now.
5: We I gotta, felt yeah. bad because you gotta I was walk just... through the
1: valley of the shadow of death. You got to go through it. You don't shortcut that process. You got to mourn to then have a new
4: the the joy.
1: I is just wanted to tell morning, you guys you know?
2: that was a great run. Good job, guys. That's
4: so somebody, I guess somebody trolled me because I wasn't watching the game. But I was on Twitter and somebody was like, "Oh, are you is going to the Elite Eight. So I'm like, "Congratulations!" <laughs> they were
3: up by like 13. It seemed pretty safe. <laughs> I
4: was like, "Congratulations!" And then next thing you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was over."
3: The thing is, it came down to a last second, a last clean second three look 0. three, a, a, yeah. from from one of the best shooters in the country. Hey, mm-hmm. that's basketball, you know. Yeah. Yep. Props to for, props to the ORU you Golden Eagles? You gave us all something to cheer for, friends, and we're excited to see you come back next year. We
1: were all charismatics that day.
3: Thank you for winning me some some illicitly gotten <laughs> some birthday money <laughs> off, of,
1: off of the Lord's team. Thanks, guys. Hey,
3: <laughs> yeah. guys. You got me some birthday money.
1: We have a great show in store for you today. Celebrate Jesse's birthday. We brought on one of our friends, the uh, founder of the Giving Keys, entrepreneur uh, Caitlin Crosby. She did. You guys know that she had another life before the Giving Keys? I mean, everybody knows Giving Keys, but she was, yeah. she's a Hollywood actress and a singer and songwriter. She just released another book, and we're going to talk to her about that. We also have, uh, you know, slices and 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 relevant recommends. But I got to tell you guys, at the end of the show, you don't want to miss this. I'm excited for
2: this. I'm nervous about this.
1: So here's the deal. I've been on the internet a lot more lately than I used to be. During my spadic, I was just I avoided all of it, but I've been back on Twitter. I've been reading and stuff, and and all I see is a whole bunch of see because I follow like Tyler Huckabee, Derek Miner, and a lot of people like that, and I see a lot of nerds talking about superheroes a lot, and I don't know why I'm not into superheroes, <laughs> but talking about Marvel versus DC, all these debates, and I thought we need to do. We just need to settle some things once and for all. And at the end of the show, we have a new segment called Epic Battle, where I am going to give you guys two things. And once and for all, you are going to debate and decide the winner. And it's settled. That's it. No more internet debating. Epic Battle is coming up later. You do not want to miss it. I'm ready. Stay tuned. Up next, Relevant News.
5: It gonna beat so fast, gonna be so fast, gonna it might stop. Oh, it feels like my heart's gonna be so fast, gonna be so fast, gonna be so fast that it might stop. Fuckin' my chest, like
1: you're listening to Upsol. The song is Stop, but don't stop listening to Upsol. Well, today's show is brought to you by Apartment Life. You've got to check out what our friends at Apartment Life are doing. They believe every individual is created for a community. So they're building that community among apartment neighbors. Right now, they're looking for folks who love Jesus, get excited about hospitality, and really take the opportunity to be with people when life gets tough. And get this, working with Apartment Life, they will equip you, walk alongside you, and provide you with either a reduced rent apartment or a part-time salary. To find out more, visit apartmentlife.org slash relevant to join them today. You don't want to miss this life-changing opportunity to really show the love of Christ to neighbors, especially these days. Go check out apartmentlife.org slash relevant. Love them. Okay, it's time for... Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor, covering the intersection of faith and culture, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Uh, happy Good Friday. Thank you. Happy Good Friday. Do, do do you say that? Do you say and to you as well? I, I, is there a liturgical response to Happy Good Friday? I don't and even know. And with your spirit. And with your spirit I, I think also. I think it's just kind
3: of the whole Easter weekend. Yeah, it's kind of the whole Easter weekend. Happy Holy Week. Happy. Um, happy
2: Holy Weekend. Yeah, I've go. never
3: heard anybody say that ever.
2: Well, can't we all say like he is risen and then you say like.
3: He
1: isn't risen on Good Friday.
2: Not yet, but he will rise. Yeah. He did rise. And,
3: and, and real talk, like I, I would feel weird. I think saying someone a happy Good Friday. You know what I mean? Like it's not, this not is good. like it feels, the one it feels day, very weird, guys. Yeah, th- I'm this with is, you. Yeah. This is the one day. This is the one day in in like the fa- like where it should be kind of somber. You know, theoretically, I remember one time I I was off on Good Friday. It, it, guys, I'm just being real here, okay? Like, this yeah. real talk, this is got to sound irreverent, okay? I was off on Good Friday, but I went to like, it was like a chapel service or like a church service thing, Good Friday morning, but I had made plans to play golf and I never played golf, but some people invited me out. I was like, yeah, Sweet. It felt really weird out there just, you know, chopping it up, joking around, being a doofus on the golf course on Good Friday. It just felt inappropriate like to me. After you so, went to
1: church. Like the,
3: the Yeah, after I went strong. to church oh, no. it was a reflection <laughs> no, on no, no, the no. crucifixion. And I'm out and then I'm out there being the the dummy, do you know, doing a donut in a golf cart, you know, like it just felt it just <laughs> felt inappropriate. But So maybe know, maybe
1: the greeting is Good Friday. Good Friday, sir.
3: Good Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe good, we just good Friday. Yeah. Good, good. Good, good Friday.
1: Well, good, good Friday to you, Tyler.
6: <laughs> good Friday to, uh, to everybody. I, I feel like we need to, do need to redo the intro now? I feel like we, how do, how do we do? I, I, I'm worried that my, my old Bible profs, your old ORU or you profs are going to be calling you up being like, you wish somebody a happy, good Friday. What? I didn't teach you all anything.
1: <laughs> the reform profs wouldn't call us because they already knew that we were going to do that. so Jay <laughs> you know.
4: okay, Slate. <laughs> he did I, need to, I, I need to machine guns
6: All right. What do you have? What do you have, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, it ties into all this. Actually, this is, a, this is a pretty decent segue. So this was a you You probably saw this study. This study did get passed the headline got passed around uh, quite a bit. Uh, but there is a little more nuance to the story then made a, made a lot of people's conversation around it. So this new Gallup poll came out uh, tied to the fact that 47 percent of Americans as of 2020 are a member of of a church, synagogue, or mosque. That's the first time the number has fallen below half since Gallup first started asking this question. As recently as 99, that percentage stood at 70%. In 1937, mm. when Gallup first started polling Americans about it, it was at 73%. Um, and we'll go on, There, there is some stuff to unpack there, but that, does that surprise you? Less than half of Americans say they're a member of a church, synagogue, or mosque for the, for the first time in coming up on 100 years? I'm not surprised at all.
3: Uh- I, I have I have a question, Tyler, about how they categorize membership, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, because if someone asked me, like, hey, are you a member of church? Well, it's like I've been going to the same church for a while. Like, but I don't even know if my church has membership. Like, I think I I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking that a little. Like, yeah, I regularly attend the same church, but I, I didn't go. I, I didn't fill out any paperwork that said, hey, I'm a member mm-hmm. here
6: you're you're getting close to at least part of some of the nuance of this jesse and you're 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 skipping ahead a little bit but that is correct that is at least part of there's a few factors at play here um because the easy the easy like uh takeaway from this is like well people are just less religious the secularization of america and that is part of it but it's really not the whole story because church membership like you said is just not quite as big of a deal as it used to be the idea of having a member of a church especially among the rise of non denominational churches where membership is the number of people who say they attend a non denominational church has tripled since the last 20 years and those churches generally they don't really do membership classes. You don't sign a stay of the way. A lot of our parents did. You just start going a bunch and you say like, okay, I I guess I go to this church, but you wouldn't call yourself a member in any official sense. Right. And even, and even a lot of people who regularly go to church and are passionate about their
1: faithful church hop, you know, they'll go to two or three churches sometimes, you know? So, yeah. Interesting. So, so, so the term was member. It wasn't church attendance. It Mm -hmm. was well, then why, why even ask that anymore? Like, who cares? Like,
3: <laughs> Jamie, I know, obviously, your family, it works very closely with, with ministry. And, uh, you know, your husband uh, is, is in ministry. And what is your take on church membership? Because I remember when I was in my early 20s and I was at a church with my parents and the pastor approached me and after the service and was like trying to tell me how important it was that I do like the formal membership thing. And at the time it kind of like turned me off a little. I wasn't like offended or anything. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I like, and I started to kind of like interrogate that idea of like, do I need to fill out paperwork to be a to, to show I'm a part of the body of Christ or, or this location? Like what, what what is the end game here? Jamie, I feel like you have probably have interesting perspective on on this from, from both sides. What what's your take on membership?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to fill out any paperwork to be a member of the body of Christ, that's for sure. But, you know, I really believe in the local church and we're a part of a local church. My husband's a pastor at a church. And so we have what we call partnerships. And so you really do. Like you say, I want to be a partner with this church, which means I just want to partner with what you're doing. To bring the gospel to the city of Austin, and so I am a partner at my church. I don't remember how I became a partner. Honestly, that sounds really bad as the pastor's wife. But you know, maybe I just get a uh, get a pass. I don't know.
4: I mean, I mean, you're the pastor's wife.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you're. Right. I, mean, I, I think
4: you're kind of like grand. I think I got a of grandfathered in a little bit. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, you
2: know. <laughs> I don't know about paper. I don't know what, but I. I just know that at our church, it actually is important that you say like, not that you don't, we don't like check your partner card at the door. Like, no, anyone can come to church, but you're like, Hey, I'm devoted to partnering with Austin Stone to see the gospel spread in Austin. That's kind of how it would be for us.
4: So there's no, so the idea of partnership is not necessarily, Hey, if you, there's no requirements in a sense, like there's not a standard you have to hit is, so is there a standard?
2: There's some like I affirm these beliefs.
4: Yeah, it's just it's just like, hey, I I lock arms with you. We kind of have the same perspective on theologically how we look at the scriptures and how we deem we should deal in the community. So therefore I want to partner with your work.
2: And I think that's important as well. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's like bad. I just think it's important to say, Hey, here we are. We're two like-minded people. I mean, I'm going to be like-minded with this church. And it's not, like I said, it's not these small, like second, third tier issues, because I'm done with people arguing about those. It's the big things that would say, I agree with this theological statement. I'm going to lock arms with this church.
4: Just hear those horror stories. Like I saw this thing being passed around uh, of people. I was like, yo, you're a member of this church and you haven't paid tithes in like a year or two. We're revoking your membership or something crazy like Ooh. that. Or, Oh Lord. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saw it. I don't know where I saw that, but I was that's like, crazy. well, that's different. Or I've heard people, yeah, I've heard people say that like, if you didn't tithe or whatever to the church that the, pastor wouldn't do your wedding or a a funeral of a family member or something like crazy stuff like that so
2: i do remember growing up i went to a, a really like like southern baptist church and someone would come up to join and they'd be like guys here is the minor family they're coming from our sister church you know down the road and now they want to be a member here and i always was like what is, why do they have to come in the front and say they're coming from the sister church? Like, why'd you leave our sister church? What's going on here? Well, well <laughs> even in the scenario even in the
3: scenario of like, hey, you got behind on your tithes. We're going to revoke your membership. I'll be like, well, what does that entail? Well, you got to get back your membership card. <laughs> okay. Can I still come? Well, yeah, you can still come. I mean, can I still get like prayed for? Well, yeah, but you don't get a membership card. And it's like, uh, okay, I'll try to catch up on tides when I get. I hope I get that card back. What you know, like, stakes? I don't I don't understand, like, 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 the threat of it being revoked. I can understand the benefits of, like, going through those motions, but it's not like, you know, if someone was like, hey, you're excommunicated, that'd be one thing. But if someone says, hey, I'm revoking your member, now you have to attend as a non-member. And I'd be like, well... What do non-members, how is the experience any different for the non-members? You know, They're like, well, you don't have, you no longer are required to go to the member luncheon. It's like,
5: sweet. <laughs> oh, I should have <laughs> done this a lot
3: while ago. It just feels like the
1: Leave it to Beaver era where like the community, your stature in the community was like your, your status at church. Like we're a deacon family or we're the, you know, our family's been a member here for gen- generations and like that kind of era, which the is hierarchy. absolutely not. The era anymore. Nobody cares what church you go to. You know, I mean, so, I mean, anyway.
6: There is another the another part of this, and there are a few parts of it, but another part that's interesting is the you, we've talked a lot about the rise of the nuns, which is this term uh, folks who study religion use to talk about people who don't really have religious beliefs that you can label easily. And this is a really rapid, mm. this is almost 21% of Americans right now. Jesse is, is, girl, is
1: laughing because he thought you were talking about the 1960s sitcom, The Flying
3: Nun, The Rising Nun. No, nuns. what I was saying is oh. how has it gone this long? How, how can we go, go this long and not have a better term than the nuns. The because nuns. There's already religious figures called nuns. nuns. And it's like, hey, listen, <laughs> yeah, man. that's what I thought. The nuns yeah. are on the rise. Yeah. Not only
4: Yo, does I, that yeah, sound yeah, like, I ain't gonna lie, I, I was confused. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. You always have
6: to spell it n o n zero. I
4: thought this was a continuation of what Jesse said about the monk <laughs> on the island.
3: Because, <laughs> because because the way Tyler the way Tyler said it the way Tyler like in theory it's like. Hey, the nuns are on the rise. There's more yeah. nuns now than there ever were. I'd be like, oh, that seems pretty what? cool. That seems pretty cool. But yeah. the way Tyler says that, he goes, a lot of people have been concerned about the rise of the... Of it's the like, nuns. there's a Can nun they uprising. <laughs> They're rising up. Like
6: Planet of the Apes. And there's a yeah. nun uprising. <laughs> just nuns. They're everywhere.
3: They're, <laughs> the, the nuns are out of control. <laughs> They're on the streets. They're coming for us. W- Dude, I want to... Okay, real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How funny would it be if I were like... If I, if I like, if I position myself as, a, as an expert on, on the rise of nuns and I like, I like called up like Gabe Lyons at Q or I called up the Catalyst folks, I'm like, hey, book me for, for like a seminar about the rise of nuns. And I just went, on, I went into like Q conference and did a whole thing about how I thought these numbers were about nuns and we have to be very concerned about a potential uprising. I'm almost tempted to just, you know, do that if I didn't know people there so well you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so rise of the nuns
4: n-o-n-e-s
1: yeah
3: sorry tyler yeah. we just
4: went on a tangent tangent
6: <laughs> no 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 it's good it, it it's it's going it's, it's a bad name they do need a better name but rise of nuns n-o-n-e-s hey, speaking of needing a new name q
1: conference might want to rethink their brand yeah, yeah, yeah i think
6: q conference it's time guys if you're listening, Gabe, if you're listening, we love you. We this comes from a place we of love. Love, you. love what you, you're doing. You lost but. you lost the Q name. It went to somebody else. So Some, yeah. somebody took it. Somebody <laughs> took
2: it. To well, it. he's probably like, no, I own this name. This yeah. is my name. You can't yeah. take oh, this name
6: from me. Hey, you, yeah. I'm I'm going on a trip this weekend.
1: Where are you going? I'm going to the Q conference. It's very exciting. Something. Or like, yeah, the hotel, you know, Ra- Ramada welcomes
4: yeah, Q. I mean, it's like, no, you
1: don't want to be, yeah, you don't want
4: to be not gonna lie again. I've never I had never heard of the Q conference. So when y'all said it, I was like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Oh, you thought it was the other cue. I'm dead serious. I was
4: like, yo, I was like, they got a whole conference around this this stuff, (laughs) now. I'm dead serious. So, look, Hugo, what, what's dude's name? Uh, what's uh, the Gabe dude Lyons. that runs the conference? Yeah, look, Gabe, I'm letting yeah. you, I'm Gabe, look, bro, from a guy that's never been to the Q conference before, and I don't know what y'all white people be doing. You're going to need to change it,
5: buddy. You're going
1: to start getting people picking it
4: outside the joint, dog. I'm trying to tell you. You got to change it, bro. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. This is going to get a weird crowd registering. I mean, he's going to sell out every year, but it's not going to
3: be who he wants. Yeah, when with, with, with the QAnon people show up to the to Game Alliance Q conference, they're going to be thrilled someone's talking about an issue we all need to be aware of. And that is a conspiracy involving an uprising of actual nuns that are rising from the, from, from the, convents, that are rising from the convents. Half the audience will be enraptured by this new conspiracy.
2: Half will think I'm talking about,
3: half will just think I'm talking about people who have lost their religion. Both will be very satisfied by my presentation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, minds will be blown. Minds will be blown. One way are thinking, or another, other. One <laughs> way or the other. What is it doesn't matter which nun I'm telling them it's going to rise up. And which Q member, yeah. Okay, oh look, look. My. It is the only topic that would work at a conference attended by both, like, uh, you know, progressive, data-driven thought leaders in the Christian world and, uh-huh. uh, you know, QAnon. If they think I'm talking about nuns and nuns at the... The same time it's i can bring the these best. worlds together gabe just hey you, you can find me i'm not that hard to find I, i'll see, do this for you think
1: about it even as you're talking about the typical nun you can talk about i mean they wear a lot of black
3: you know i mean like you They're, can sl- describe know. them in ways yeah. that could apply to both <laughs> what we
2: know about we, the nuns here's,
3: <laughs> yeah here's here's what they know uh, they wear yeah tons of black they actually like hanging out with people who are Dress just like them. Just like cliquish, them. Yeah. These They're Very clickish. Very Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they separate themselves.
1: Things... They separate themselves from t- the mainstream religious community. They they this they, the they kind of sequester They've themselves. Themso- They've, They've isolated actually
3: isolated themselves. Them- themselves yeah. And yeah. some of them, I think, are living in communes. Guys, this is getting <laughs> out of control here. I can't believe this is free. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this is free. <laughs> Now, here comes the exciting part. What can we do to stop the uprising?
2: (laughs) You're the bridge builder, Jesse. You are the bridge builder.
3: Jesse, you found it. I'm going to need you to hold back. This is where I show how to fight a nun. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, time for a demonstration. Time for a little demonstration here. Okay, I don't usually advocate violence, but the rise is real the nuns are coming they're here in matter of fact
1: and all the Q people are like wearing their god and gun shirts you know they're ready they're ready for for the fight they're ready ready for for the fight fight. they're ready for the uprising this is
3: this is one of the most rational conspiracies they've actually heard (laughs) I mean compared to like Lizard people, compared to like shape-shifting lizard people who uh-huh. have secret, you know, underground pedophile oh. rings,
2: Oh my a bunch of nuns <laughs> rising
3: up for reasons that are difficult to discern actually seems more plausible. <laughs> I could
2: get behind that.
3: I would oh winning. My oh my I mean, I would be more comfortable <laughs> if people believe that, frankly. So in this hey, week's
4: relevant news,
1: game, the Rise of the I'm, I'm,
3: I'm so on the you
4: know, I'm going to the Q conference just to see what happens, bro. I'm, I'm, I, uh, think we, I think we got the
6: broad strokes of relevant news this week. I think you guys got the broad strokes are
1: <laughs> the, all the headlines and everybody is so upset that, that less than half of America is a, a member of a religious body anymore. Everybody's all upset, but it did not communicate how, what portion of America would say they attend. Regularly Correct. or believe, yeah. so it's just kind of like who cares about this headline? Is what we're exactly. saying.
4: For one sec, can we just pause and reflect uh. on the fact that Tyler had brought this really, really serious issue yeah. to yeah. the forefront, it and, and turned it turned into karate nuns? <laughs> right. not. Right. Welcome to the relevant podcast. <laughs> this is relevant, guys. This is what <laughs> <Wow>. relevant is. <laughs> if
3: they would have rebranded the crisis, uh, they could just say, you know, faithless or whoever. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. you know, do Say nuns, it's very confusing.
1: It's very confusing. (laughs) The nuns are on the rise. You joined the podcast right at a moment where the news cycle got super serious. We had a pandemic, we had racial (laughs) unrest, we had the election so we couldn't joke Elections. around mm-hmm. but this is what the relevant like uh, for 15 years had done we <laughs> messed up the news that's basically what we tried to do Back so. bro head. this is
6: amazing <laughs> you can read more you can read there is there is like relevantmagazine.com I have written this down Jesse was not involved so you can get you can just like really top to bottom it's all there it's, it's, <laughs> it,
3: it would be like it would be like there's a crisis with the elders and I'm doing something about like elderly people you know it, it, I think if it uh-huh. If you just clarified some of these terms. That would, you know, oh that would gosh. just make it, it would alleviate these things.
1: The best. The best. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's. Relative. Follow us on all the socials. Check out Real We're covering the faith uh, intersection of faith and culture every day. There's a lot going on. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. You're listening to Beach Bunny. The song is Cloud Nine. Well, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2020 was uh, interesting. So let's do a mental health check-in. How are you? And what do you need right now? Therapy can help. Now, what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can get some tools to help with motivation or depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work, whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy really is about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. Right now, relevant podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/relevant. Again, that's betterhelp h e l p
3: .com/relevant. Okay, it's time for slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? Guys, this is uh this is some big stuff's coming up, okay? The 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 the, the conversations we're all going to be having are are going to be I feel like on this show, we're going to have some very interesting ones soon because mm-hmm. Uh, the the official. Now we have actual. We talked about we've 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 kind of touched on this at different points about official disclosure of what the uh, uh defense officials know about uh UFOs. And right now, there there are several relatively high profile politicians speaking out about the need for this disclosure. Uh, and I'm going to read some of these quotes oh. because I think I think when you, when you hear it coming from credible sources like sitting legislators and and, and Congress people, it kind of gives a, a you know kind of a, some gravity to it. But also one uh, one interesting note is that during 2020 uh or in the last in the last year uh going back all the way to 2001 a researcher named Cheryl Costa who documents reported UFO sightings in America mm-hmm. uh has found that in the last year there have been more reported UFO more Americans have reported seeing UFOs than any other year in in since wow. in the last 20 years now I think there's a couple there's a couple things to to at play there. One is because of these government disclosures. I think people are more likely to see something and be like, "Oh man, now I saw a UFO." But also, I think people are just kind of sitting around in the backyard more these days because there's not a lot to do during the pandemic, and so people are just kind of kicking around. And the other thing is, remember the weird part? So you think
1: people are sitting there and looking up at the sky, whereas before they didn't, and they see a weather balloon or a traffic helicopter. And now they're thinking probably because they're pretty deep into their Bush light 24 pack that, that that's a UFO. That's what you're saying.
2: Or that it actually is. Yeah. I, I, well, I, well,
3: I'm saying, I think people are spending their time a lot differently than they were. And yeah, right. well, it, you know, it's like people are, I have a lot of backyard hangouts and there's not as many like planes and stuff flying over. Well, there are now compared to the beginning of the pandemic. But I think there's a lot of factors. I don't necessarily think, oh, man, there's like a UFO invasion or something. I just think it's interesting that, you know, sightings have increases. But my point is, I don't necessarily think there's a correlation there between increased like UFO activity and people reported sightings. Yeah. But it is an interesting kind of side note to the story. But here's a, I'm going to read a couple quotes from uh, lawmakers and intelligence officials. This is what Marco Rubio said.
4: Okay, but you said credible. Oh, we're come good. On. You, you, yeah, get, you can fast forward past
3: that one. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a partisan take on voter fraud. There you go. I'm just saying we do Hey, look, hey,
4: Rubio be flip flopping though. One minute of Rubio is 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 acting like Trump, then the next minute he, I don't know. We can't take him serious, bro. Bro, like we don't know who he is.
3: You guys are acting like I'm endorsing him here. I, I give him. Give, I'm giving <laughs> one quote he said about aliens. He's a sitting congressman. I'm just for say it, Jesse. You cannot it.
4: lead off with Marco Rubio <laughs> as a as the credible guy. <laughs> like that's not going to win me over. I'm not like all right. You know what? Like, bro, you got to give me somebody like I would even took Rand Paul, bro. Yeah,
3: like uh, if you didn't, Rand Paul. Like, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. All right. I'll start. I'll start with former uh, uh, former Senator Harry Reid. Uh, all right. Nevada, okay, all right, you know, who I'll was rock the with the Speaker Harry. of the House for like right, 20 we'll years. We'll give you that. Okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll rock and with then, Harry. I'll, then I'll, read, I'll read from a nonpartisan perspective someone who may not be credible but holds a position that uh-huh. I think warrants okay, serious. Okay. okay. I uh, bet. Until so, really he changes his, yes.
1: his entire perspective because a former uh, leader said something contrary to what he just said. So then uh, he goes, no, yeah, you're right. I changed I get, my view.
3: Again. Again, if I, if I was talking about voter fraud, I would, I would agree, but I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know if the UFOs aren't partisan yet.
4: Jesse, you just led off with Hawkeye. Like, you're like, all right, I'm trying to get you to watch the Avengers. Hey, there's this guy with all these arrows. Like, bro, you got to lead off with somebody. You don't even got to start with the Hulk or Captain America, bro. You can get, like, vision, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't start off with the Hulk, with the archer.
3: Fair enough. I would put Harry Reid on the pantheon of... You know, retired lawmakers. If I had to give him, if he had to be an Avenger, he would be like, uh, you know, some one of those, like an, uh, I don't know, an old guy in what? What is that nerdy little agency that runs everything? I don't know. He's, oh, he's uh, not Shield. Anymore. Like he'd be like he's Nick a, Fury or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, Nick exactly. Fury. All right. okay. yeah, 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 old OG. He's OG. Yeah, he's okay. OG. All
4: right, all right, cool. Let's let's. Yeah, I right, bet. Let's go. I'm with you. I'm I'm listening now. We with it.
3: Here's what he said. Again, so Harry Reid has served as Speaker of the House for almost two decades. Um, He said the U.S. needs to take a serious scientific look at this and any potential national security implications. The American people deserve to be informed. We always look for an explanation. Weather can cause disturbances, visual disturbances. Sometimes we wonder whether or whether or not our adversaries have technology that are a little bit further down the road than we thought or we realize. But there are instances where we have to have good explanations for the things that we've seen. The implication is there aren't explanations for things that we've seen. And actually, this comes from former uh, intelligence director John Ratcliffe. Uh, He said, frankly, this is what he told the press. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. He also Ooh. said that when this report comes, it's going to be very difficult for intelligence officials to explain. There's this other guy. But will the report be like ninety nine percent redacted? It, well, so the here's the trick with this is the report isn't actually mandatory. So it was part of a a larger bill um, but it does look like there will be some disclosure. There's another. There's another lawmaker who has suffered uh, legitimate credibility issues who also had a quote <laughs> and. <laughs> And his quote was this. This is what Hawkeye said. Okay? This is what Hawkeye said after every Avenger was like, "You're lame. You don't deserve to be on the team anymore. You had a chance to stand up and do what was right, Hawkeye, and 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 you didn't. And you'll forever your legacy will ever be marred by it." Okay. Here's what that individual said. The bottom line is if there are things flying over your military bases, you don't know what and you don't know what they are because they aren't yours and they're exhibiting potentially technologies you don't have at your own disposal. That, to me, is a national security risk and one that should be taken seriously. Mm. Now, his quote comes uh, just before uh, a report from another uh, security official who said that they have video of objects performing maneuvers, including breaking the sound barrier uh, or or uh, how about going as fast enough to break the sound barrier without actually breaking the sound barrier, something that uh, to our knowledge is physically impossible.
1: We all we all saw the national the national security threat is real. We saw Independence Day. They go and they sit in the sky and then they blow up the White House. We know what's coming.
4: I agree with all this. Listen, I'm just going to say it because none of y'all going to say yeah. it. Trump might not be that stupid with the Space Force thing. Remember you know he had the meeting? He did the Space Force oh, thing. Oh, he had the meeting with it, the aliens. He, ripped off the, he he ripped off the Star Trek logo the Galactic for Force, sure, right? But, or whatever yeah galactic force so you oh, yeah. know this trump is what, is what gonna, you always remind hey. us of
2: derek and they had remember they had to they had to hush trump up because he was going to blow the whole thing up
4: he was about to, he was about to spill the beans because they've been going up and
3: meeting here's my i i got t- t- if you guys care i have two theories okay quickly okay okay really quick one, I think it's plausible that there could be other life out there, and if, if dude,
1: biologically, come on, of course there is. I mean, look how vast the yeah. universe is,
3: and, 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 and you would intuit that they would seek to find other life in the universe, sure. like we have sought to. Like, sure, I, so sure. I think that's the possibility number one. The other possibility is I think that the technology that uh, military infrastructure actually possesses is decades and decades and decades ahead of what is available, not just to consumers, but even theoretically Uh available. Um, And there is a legitimate uh, chance here that what everyone is seeing is actually, you know, kind of test technology Hmm. or highly advanced technology that's performing operations like top secret. I mean, yeah, whether it's weather control stuff or whether it's, uh, you know, surveillance stuff, whether it's. You know, kind of space stuff. And the, and the, it, mm. because so, because it's been exposed so mm. many times, a better move for the intelligence community, one that they, this is out of their playbook. I've actually been listening to this really great podcast called Smoke and Mirrors that looks at how the CIA, starting in the 1940s, started recruiting magicians, like stage magicians, to be consultants for uh, their agents because, Magicians are, are are masters of deception, yep. of stagecraft, of of distracting you with one thing, and theatrics. Right. So those are three things that the intelligence community has mm. long utilized to hide secrets. So what better way to hide technology mm-hmm. than to allow a narrative to 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 foster in the public that would take I because you know they'll never just concede. Hey, we think there's extraterrestrials. They'll lead us to believe that. Right. possibly to hide legitimate te- uh, terrestrial and, like
1: and those airline those airline pilots that ha- you know recorded this this flying thing that we've all seen that moved in a way that things yeah. don't move like say hypothetically there's a top secret operation testing a completely new way of, of of flight and it's out there well those airline pilots don't know that and they would have no Nobody was going to say, "Well, you just saw our new test." Vehicle. You know, like, and so now all of a sudden right. it gets out there right. and it looks like an alien ship and stuff, dude. That's brilliant, and that's honestly, come on, probably very likely that that's what's going on. That's pretty logical.
3: <laughs> that, that that seems because uh, again, they've embarked on the the CIA has done disinformation, disinformation, mass disinformation mm. campaigns for for mm. decades. You know, it's just been their modus operandi. And so it's not implausible to think they would lead the public to believe this in order to protect national security secrets. That's interesting.
2: Sounds like a Netflix series is what it sounds like.
1: (laughs) All right. What do you have, Jamie?
2: Well, I have some good news guys.
1: Sweet. We need it. Um,
2: Well, I think it's good news. Uh, People might disagree, but I think it's good news. I think everyone here will think it's good news as well. Uh, Virginia has uh, become First southern state to end capital punishment yeah. and the 23rd state overall. Amazing. Uh, I remember seeing that. So excited about this. It is um, the, fir- the first southern state. I actually did not know that as well, but it's pretty notable because Virginia has executed more than 1,300 uh, people over its, you know, 400 plus year history. Uh, the most of any state, you guys. Well, let me that might be wrong here. It says the state has executed 113 people since the Supreme Court allowed executions to resume in nineteen seventy-six, second only to Texas. Mm. So maybe it looks like Texas mm. is in the lead, which that is that not surprising sense. either. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that that actually makes sense as well. So that is the newest news, and they are the next state. And I just hope, I mean, really my hope and prayer for this, I hate the death penalty. I know that we can get into discussions about that. And some people uh, disagree.
1: Hey, if you're pro life, womb to tomb. If you're pro life, it's a pro life issue. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Thanks. That anti-abortion Christians are pro death. It doesn't
2: make any sense to me either. And I think even if you just look at until we have until we have systems reformed with our cr- criminal justice system, yeah. I think it's it should be off the table. Off the table uh, for sure. Even if. Even if you are like, I'm pro-death penalty, I think you have to say, but we have to fix our criminal justice system before that's even a conversation. So I'm excited about it as well. And I think, um, you know, the people in Virginia, I hope that they're excited about it as well. And I would hope, man, when if Texas does this, this would be like the greatest thing ever. I know that we're a pro-death penalty state, but I don't think everyone that lives here is. so. Way to go, Virginia.
1: I mean, Texas. Virginia is interesting just watching politically how they have more Democrats in leadership than I would have expected, you know, over the years. Like, it seems to kind of go back and forth.
3: And, and it's gone blue uh, in the last two presidential right. elections as well. Yeah, you know, obviously, I, I live in Virginia. We have a Democratic governor. And it's a complicated state, one, for its right. history. Uh, You know, it, it's obviously and recent history. You look at Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but it's also, you know, there are kind of there's a lot of convergent values and ideologies that mix in its major metropolitan right. areas, mainly in northern Virginia, just outside right. of D.C., which mm-hmm. draws people from across the political spectrum and where I live in what they call the Hampton Roads community, which is extremely diverse. Um, but it's also home to some of the biggest military bases in the country. It's, you know, our um uh, our demographics are are pretty young. It's a very young area. Um, but also culturally, it's been an area that has, you, you know, I think the figures that are really kind of popular here and have a lot of influence are people who kind of have a more progressive approach, mm-hmm. especially yeah. social issues. people like Pharrell. And, you know, you look at the Something in the Water Festival and kind of a lot of the people he's brought in, um, uh, you know, t- and that have big voices in the area. I I, I it, you it's as is living here. It's observable that at least on some of these social mm-hmm. issues, um, that a lot of people just find to be ultimately nonpartisan. That yeah. these are moral right. issues. Right. I, I I've seen that I've seen the the Commonwealth go in 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 some encouraging directions as it's still dealing with a lot of horribleness. From it's, its an history. interesting yeah. thing
1: to watch the shift with you know historically these Bible Belt Southern states are just you know have one partisan perspective, but then watching the shift, you know, with Georgia is now because of the growth yeah. of the urban, you know, uh, population, uh, you know, Atlanta area and whatnot, uh, uh, Georgia flip North Carolina is right there and Texas, which I would have thought is just good old boy, you know, flags in the windows of the truck kind of, I mean, look at Austin and look at the last election, how much, how much closer things are getting, So all of a sudden now these moral conversations of like death penalty and things actually, you know, maybe the, the, could, we could flip, flip some states over to what, like what Virginia did. And I'm, I'm really excited about that as a Christian, this is a life issue and you know, it doesn't, I understand if you're a pro-life conservative, uh, Republican Christian, it, it, this being pro death penalty doesn't make any sense from a platform perspective in my mind, from a Christian perspective. So here you go. I agree. This is something like let's fight. Both sides are wrong, right? If you're pro life, if you're yeah. a Democrat, yeah, they're anti death penalty, but they don't, you know, think that, you know, the unborn are worth fighting for. And then uh, the converse on the other side. So I think, you know, this is where we can maybe find some common ground, no matter what party you're in. If you're a believer.
3: Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, this isn't there's a thousand reasons why we, we shouldn't support the death penalty, uh, largely because of, you know, the the moral impetus, but also um, of how in the inequity yeah. of how it's yeah. applied. right? right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it, it targets certain. But but the other thing, too, is like if you were just look objectively at the ideology, right. this is what sometimes is confusing. And I think it, it's good to kind of take partisanship out of it, because even if you consider yourself a a conservative, who believes in limited government and 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 ha- maintains those values? There's no more power you can give to the government than give it permission to murder its own or kill its own, kill yeah. its own citizens. Ooh. That is not a function of limited government. That yeah. is about as extreme of a power you can grant the, the go- in in my opinion. So it is it is an it, it is interesting to see how this issue will be, um, you know, kind of handled in other states moving forward. Yeah.
1: As believers, we should stand up for life and human dignity. I think that's what Jesus
4: talked about. So there you go. All right. What do you have, Derek? Vaccine passport. <laughs> they on the way, baby. Actually, they already here. Um, Tell me more. Israel has something they have they have called the Green Pass. So the idea of the Green Pass is it's a digital... Um, it's a digital, I guess it would be like a QR that you code put on your forehead. that you'd be able to know <laughs> in your phone <laughs> that you'd be able to ha- present in your phone. And it would it would allow people to know whether you've been vaccinated or not.
2: Like when you say allow people like to get into the country or you're at a restaurant and they to, say to Show get me into. Your
4: pass. So yeah. right now
2: I'm going to Israel this year, supposedly.
4: Yeah. So I think I think you'll have to have a vaccination to go um to go there. So I don't. That That's what it seemed. Not. Obviously, a lot of this stuff is early on. So a lot of it is speculation. It's people trying to figure out where are the lines at here. Right. So it, do we do we do we say, hey, you have to have a vaccine to get in the country or do you have to have a vaccine to go to the gym, go wherever? Obviously, the Q conference is gonna have a ball with this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> like like and, and and Joe Biden, uh, he I guess he did an executive order to uh study does this make sense in January. So he does does an executive order to say, Hey, private sector, figure out the idea of what a vaccine. So oh, that's really going to help. But I think the thing that I also saw before everybody gets to conspiracy theorist, uh, also within that vaccine passport, it also will log if you've had a negative test or not. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, hey, you have to have a vaccine to go to the gym or whatever, it could also be hey, you, you don't have a vaccine, but you had a negative test right. in the past right. 14 days, so therefore, will right. you know you can do these things or that thing? So, I think that um, we're going into new territory here. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of the privacy issues, but I think too. it'll be
1: like a, a fast pass option. I that, that's how I could see it, where it's like you can yeah. have it, and then those like going to a sports event or a concert if you want to show it. You're right in. No problem. If you don't want to show it, that's OK. We have these other things you can do to show that you don't have the, uh, you know, the COVID, you know, so I'm, like I'm totally right. fine right. with so it. You, it's
4: optional. But if you
1: want if to do optional, it, you
2: are fine with it.
4: If it's optional, if it's optional, if I can choose to say, you know what, I got vaccinated I don't feel like sitting here and getting like, it's like pre-check for That's the, for yeah, the, yeah, yeah. uh, at the airport. TSA, yeah. Right. So if, if, right. if you don't, you don't have to have pre-check have to, to go through it, to, to get okay. on the airplane. But if you want to skip the line yeah. and all those different things, you just scan your little fast pass and you I can see, like go. That. I'm cool with it being optional. I draw the line when it's. If you do not have this, you do not have access to A, B, C, or D. That's where I draw the line. But if someone says, hey, I've been vaccinated and I don't want to sit in this line because I don't need my temperature taken Mm -hmm. and I don't need all of these different Mm -hmm. things, fine, that's cool. But I do draw the line. I feel like this could be potentially catastrophic for people's privacy and also being a minority, knowing that that tech won't get to poor and and uh, and underprivileged people they won't get like right. if we make that a mandatory right. thing so, uh, yeah. those people are gonna they're gonna be locked out yeah. of society so there's no I, i'm i am a hundred percent against making something like that mandatory but if somebody wants to put all their digital information on their phone i don't have right. none hey, that's on you
3: I, I have a quick solution yeah. real quick we take, oh my a seven year, we take a seven-year mm-hmm. period. It's this period as we're coming out of the pandemic, so lots of trials and tribulations. Actually, let's just call it that. The know. tribulation is a seven-year period to test these vaccines. Know. From the back of the hand, on yeah. the forehead. We let's just see, let's what, see what
1: happens.
3: Yeah. Let's just see what... Rise of the nuns. Rise <laughs> of the nuns. Guys. All right. That'll do it for slices. This is how it begins. It begins. Stay tuned.
1: Up next, Caitlin Crosby joins us. I'm so sorry. Caitlin.
0: I don't roll up. I just roll up. So back closed when we all pack snacks in bags before you go. Take a tangerine and maltz with
5: me before you gotta We try to always seize the day, but
1: it always gets away. You're listening to Temper X. The song is delayed. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, anchor if you haven't heard about anchor yet it's the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free there are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and every major platform the cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, Caitlin Crosby is the founder of The Giving Keys, a jewelry company based in LA that's provided jobs for people transitioning from homelessness to make jewelry out of repurposed keys. The keys are created to encourage others and ultimately be given away to pay it forward. It's a really, really cool thing they're doing. Very fashionable stuff they're making. In fact, it was uh, Giving Keys was selected as one of Oprah's top 10 favorite charities. Uh, Caitlin has a new book out uh, right now. It's called Every Word Matters. And she joined us to talk about pursuing faith and entrepreneurship. Here is our conversation with Caitlin Crosby.
6: obviously pandemic is complicated for everybody for a lot of different ways i would imagine it's extra difficult if you've got to think about like a business and people's lives and their their own livelihoods and you've got people kind of depending on you has that have you felt that pressure have you felt that responsibility over the last 12 months
0: oh wow yes um i mean yes we had to lay off our whole team um, when the governor shut down all um, production and assembly and um, we had to shut down our whole business for a few months and shut down our website and um, lost our office I mean we didn't lose our office I, I our lease was up but we couldn't renew it for another five years cause we didn't know what was happening yeah, yeah. So I ended up moving old inventory into the fulfillment center and um, um, slowly working our way you know back and have been able to stay alive um, um, thankfully because people still are buying you know our, our products and it's helping people and I'm so grateful um, so but yeah I mean having to lay off that many people including myself and all of us were trying to figure out how unemployment works and and uh you know it was it was a really really scary time for sure
6: and it still is if if i if i can ask what do you do when you're feeling that that anxiety that fear how how did you cope with that or did you cope with it
5: yeah
0: i have been living on um i don't know if you've heard of al-anon do you know what that is no so okay so al-anon is for people that are in relationship with or have a family member, a mother, father, son, um, friend, spouse, partner, whatever. Um, Al-Anon is for people in relationships with people that are alcoholics or addicts. Um, And it kind of gives you tools to cope. So basically, you know how AA does the 12 steps. Al-Anon people also do the 12 steps, but it just, it gives you tools to cope when you're with someone who... (laughs) is an addict so but it gives you tools to just cope with life too because the the kind of foundational prayer that we say at the beginning and end of every meeting is god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change
5: mm-hmm.
0: like people places and things um, pandemics you know, and um, and the courage to change the things that i can and the wisdom to know the difference so i found that all my own on meetings that i that i was going to was i was going to them like every day at some point um and you can do it on zoom now um i mean we had a few big investors that i was really excited about they were really big deals that um we're gonna literally change you know change the giving keys for the better and change my life and all this stuff and it was super exciting it was like a 30-day close uh, we had attorneys was almost done and then the shutdown happened you know, and having to surrender and let go of control, and so, yeah. um, so that has been very, very, very help- helpful. There's like a lot of slogans and working steps, and I've been, yeah, living, living, on
6: That seems like finding that, not just that community, which is obviously very helpful, but a, a structure at a time when most of us, including myself, I'll, I'll always say, don't really have a lot of structure. Like this took away the, like, I don't have a place that I go to work. I, I just, you know, this is my house. This is where I do all my job stuff at. So finding those things that can sort of implement, whether it's a slogan, a mantra can provide these little kind of intangible ways of getting through the day that you just know are there and they're part of your routine and regular. Uh, it sounds very helpful.
0: Yeah. There's, I feel like no way to get through this whole season alone. So to know that we yeah. have um, people that we can call. Um, I have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a ton of girlfriends in the program that, you know, I'm constantly calling and asking, you know, advice and how to get through A, B, or C and staying accountable and, um, yeah,
6: when you think about giving keys on the other side, like we're saying, we're, we're hopefully getting towards the end of this and vaccines are rolling out. Um, what do you what do you see for the future now when you look ahead? What is it a big blank unknown or do you have some dreams that you're you're hoping to start get back to work on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been loving it all these words that we've been putting out for years i just love finding new creative ways to attach them to different projects products whether it's apparel and shirts and hats and journals and candles and coffee mugs and um so that's always i mean the the possibilities are endless there and all especially with you know the changing times of just trends and jewelry and things that i would normally want want to wear Um, in fashion and and using fashion for good and and, um, to make statements and all that um, and giving back all at the same time and helping people at the same time by paying it forward. But um, also aside from giving keys, just it's been awesome. We, we we have a book that just came out called um, Every Word Matters, and every chapter is a different core word, hope, love, dream, brave, believe, fearless, and it's like a deep dive into each one of these words with reflection questions at the end, so, um, so we can kind of go on the journey together and um, really taking our mental health seriously and being intentional about the words we let into our mind instead of letting our mind control us to instead be in control of yeah. our mind and putting all the good, positive, healthy words and thoughts in there.
6: If you could go back and talk to Caitlin, who was just starting out giving keys, who just had the germ of an idea and give her some advice. Now, what would you tell her?
0: Oh, I would say buckle up. <laughs> 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 um, it's not going to be the life that you thought you would have. Um, and I would say just always still stay connected to the heart of it all and the mission of it all. And, um, and just the, the stories, the one-off stories, like even though, yes, it's touched millions of people and that's incredible and such a miracle. And I, I still find it so incredible just hearing the, the one-off stories of one person that is going through a hard time and it's helping them. That means everything to me.
6: When I, I think about the people who are starting out their own businesses, their own their entrepreneurs in their own fields, it seems like it would be kind of hard to maintain that vision of, um, here's why I started this because you get so, getting so bogged down. There's so much to do when you're running a company um how have you done that how have you found a way to maintain to hold on to those one-off stories and and keep your eye on that vision that you started out with do you think you're good at it
0: um I, there were seasons where i was not and now mm-hmm. i am right now in a, in a season where i appreciate it more for sure there was a season where we grew so so fast where I, we had like 80 employees and I, I was so overwhelmed and traveling like crazy and I was just stressed all the time and too many meetings and too many emails and just it was crazy and doing deals with Starbucks and it was definitely hard to feel any of it because I was like in a whirlwind and I mean I would have heart palpitations. I went to like the ER multiple times because oh I gosh. thought I was having a heart attack. Like, Oh no, I wrote it about it. I, I wrote about that in my first book. Um, that was a very real thing and mm-hmm now i actually really enjoy it so much more that we are a lot smaller and i am a mom now i wasn't a mom then and now that you know i have a four-year-old and a one-year-old like i can't i don't want to live that life anymore like i i need and want to spend my time and energy on them and then that comes with a price of like probably not i mean not always maybe some people can do it but I don't know how Like <laughs> my, my, my priorities are, are, are different. So I really like the, the speed we're at now where I can slow down and feel things more, I think. And I can look at all the Instagram posts and the people that tag us yeah. and read the stories on the websites and yeah, feel it and appreciate it.
1: That was Caitlin Crosby. Check out The Giving Keys and her newest book, Every Word Matters. It's out now. Stay tuned up next. Oh man, it's time for Epic Battle.
0: <laughs> Another night out. I thought I saw your face on the bright light.
6: This week on Relevant Recommends we're talking about Q into the Storm, HBO Max's new docu-series about QAnon, how it became a cultural force and most intriguingly, a theory about who Q actually is. But it also shines a light on the religious appeal to QAnon and asks why so many evangelicals have been sucked into its pull. It's one of a few recent docu-series that explore faith in the public life and you can read more about them all over at relevantmagazine.com. Care about
5: my Not to talk
1: about it. You I know the You're listening to Anna of the North. Here's to another. All right. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm tired of the internet debating stupid stuff. So I thought we would just take all the stupid stuff, put it right here and debate it and settle it once and for all. This is the debut (laughs) of an ongoing debate series that we're going to have. It's time for Epic Power. I would like to point out that that voice is Clark Flippo's voice.
4: I love
1: Epic it. very rock and
5: roll.
4: Clark, you
1: won, dog. All right. Hey, I love he, it. He summoned his arena death metal. Uh, yeah. that was so yeah. death
2: metal. Yeah. 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 Epic battle.
1: Uh, all right. So here's how it's gonna work. We're welcoming you back to the show Tyler. He just popped back in, and we're gonna do two teams. We're gonna do two teams right now. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, okay, so we're gonna do. Derek and Jesse versus Tyler and Jamie. Those are the teams for I'm, epic right battle. I'm sorry, Tyler. Okay. So, right what on. we're going to okay, do this is, is this is good. This, this is not, it, this is pretty,
4: this is what we're going to do. I have
1: a selection of, you know, this is like debate, you know, debate club and school. Like, there's two sides of the debate, and you're assigned a side, and you got to. You whether you believe in it or not, you gotta convince me. I am the judge. Oh, you're kidding. I am going to so, uh, select okay. who won this show showdown sure. based on y'all's arguments, and you don't get to choose who your argument is. I'm going to give you, I'm going to assign you the thing, the person, and the scenario, what the battle is. Got it? I'm just going to let Jesse cook. All right. <laughs> so here's the two. Okay, so here we Uh-oh, go.
3: oh <laughs> Jesse Cook. <laughs> running a little hot today. I'm going to need to tap this out
1: This isn't Derek's lane. Jamie, I'm counting on you, Jamie. This is straight from nerd culture on the internet. I'm tired of this. Derek and Jesse, you're going to take Batman. Tyler and Jamie, you've got hmm. Spider-Man. And the battle All right. is a street fight. A street fight. Who wins in a street fight. fight between Batman and Spider-Man? And tell me Why? Uh, Derek and Jesse why does Batman win in a street fight against Spider-Man
3: okay I I think we needed some ground rules here because you've got
1: a 20 (laughs) second window to make your best (laughs) argument okay
3: it's disqualified because they totally reinvented him and basically gave him a sweet bat suit that was that was them conceding that right. in order for spider-man to even be relevant Tony stark needs to go and be his alfred and make him all this you know tech, interesting okay whatever batman whatever
1: he,
2: they, he, he spider-man's in batman's Tyler, and Jamie. There.
1: why would spider-man right. win that battle
2: first can i say you guys know i'm going through all the avengers i haven't got to spider-man yeah. yet guys
6: all right all right i'll, he just I'll take a point on this one jamie I'll take but point I, on this. I need you to back uh, me up. That's all. Okay, go, Tyler. Spider-Man wouldn't need the cool Tony Stark suit from the Marvel movies. He could go old school Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. We could go okay. from the Sam Raimi movies. But, he's our, he's stronger than Batman. He stronger? He's He's... Yeah, he's stronger than Batman. He's he's got the proportional strength of a spider. Batman is, is just a rich so, okay. he's, he's a rich guy. He's got a he's got a scary suit. Spider Man wouldn't be scared of Batman originally. He'd be able to go in there with his extra like spider uh-huh. strength muscles. Uh-huh. And I don't think ba- I don't see Batman lasting okay. in this one for rebuttal, longer than thirty rebuttal, seconds.
4: I have the rebuttal. Okay. The rebuttal the rebuttal is this. One, Spider Man did not plan for the fight. You know, he came into it by the seat mm-hmm. of his pants. Batman has already studied every mm-hmm. single weakness okay. that Spider-Man okay. has. And he probably has his Aunt May kidnapped right now. Okay. So he has <laughs> leverage <laughs> on that point, And he's probably created a uh-huh. suit that probably matches the strength of Spider-Man. Ooh. So now if the suit has matched the strength of mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Batman mm-hmm. is a dun-dun-dun ninja... Like he's going to destroy Spider-Man,
6: right. hands right. down, Can't, no question. I didn't know we could take hostages. <laughs> it's, hey, it's a street, street <laughs> it's a street fight. Hey,
4: all straight straight street fight. Of the war,
6: baby, <laughs> Jamie.
2: I think that it, because Cameron, you said this is a street fight, we yeah. cannot forget that. And yeah. I think that Spider-Man is scrappy, and so he is—he's quick. He, Batman's not even going to see him coming, and then he's going to wrap him up with all those things. Mm-hmm.
5: Webbs. Uh, Interesting. webs yeah, and he's gonna just
2: <laughs> get him in his web, and Batman's gonna be, sick, right. but he's gonna be. Yep. This is the thing. He's scrappy. Yep. Batman's not even gonna know what came for him.
1: Jesse's argument was uh, he's a ninja. Uh,
5: he's
4: a ninja. He's a ninja. That's literally what ninjas do. They know what's for happening bonus time. at all times. Request for bonus time. Well,
1: okay, go ahead, granted.
4: Request for bonus time. Yeah. Let's get it.
1: Batman. Let's Batman
3: is it. the freaking Bobby Fisher of street fights. He's thinking three <laughs> yeah. moves ahead. Okay, like uh-huh. that's his whole yeah. gig. Spider-Man, he already fought a Batman-like guy with Punisher, and he could barely beat that guy. And that was just some maniac with a bunch of guns. Okay? (laughs) Batman actually has strategy here. Okay? Literally some rogue lunatic Nearly killed okay. Spider Man. Ty-
6: okay, Tyler, do you have rebuttal for that overtime? This is the final final word. I, I just don't think. I think the Spider Man refuses to. He's he's got too much to fight for. He believes he's not going down. He's he's, he's you know, he can stand up all day. And I don't think there's Batman has enough ninja moves to take out somebody who could who can realistically like he he held that whole ship together that whole boat together It was falling apart because he's got he's just too strong for any normal. I'm all sorry, right. Batman is normal, any normal person to take down Spider Man wins. Okay,
1: I have a decision. I think the most compelling argument came from Derek that means Derek and Jesse win, Batman no. wins in a street fight against Spider-Man that is definitive, it's settled no more nerd debates online, here we go next Disagree. one, Disagree. next one
2: Oh, there's two?
1: No, there's a seven rounds here if we want to We're get through Can we
2: doing this again? Oh, yeah. no, okay. there's. Oh, it. okay. Right, the scenarios keep going,
1: get it. Keep going. All right, here we go. Okay. Do y'all remember? Y'all know the Agrocrag from Nickelodeon's Guts? Yes. Guts. The final guts, challenge yeah. of Guts 100%. is the agro Never it's seen this in my entire life. It's a huge mountain. I got it, Jamie. Then at the top it's of the mountain, amazing they're amazing. throwing things down, at the, and you're trying to get to the top of this mountain. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the agro yeah, yeah, the boulders, there's rock climbing, all this stuff. In a showdown, who would scale the agro-crag first in a showdown between... Godzilla and King Kong the movie comes out Godzilla vs. King Kong comes out today so here we go we're going to debate this one so taking the side of Godzilla is Derek and Jesse taking the side of King Kong is Tyler and Jamie Tyler and Jamie you're up first tell me why King Kong gets up the (laughs) agrocag
6: first Jamie, do I need to run point on this one too? I, I don't I even know. A lot of King, Guts. I've
2: never seen King Kong or Godzilla my whole life, so I. I have. No what? Worries.
6: It's a big no monkey and a big all. lizard. This is easy. This is easy. Oh. This is, we got this one in the bag, Jamie. <laughs> King Kong is is a gorilla. This is his whole. This is his environment. <laughs> yes. He is a born climber. Okay. He, uh, he, is, he is built okay. to scale. Exactly. You could not design a, <laughs> a monster that more adequately climb. There's none. No other monster could uh-huh. more adequately scale no. the agro crag than King Kong who is all about that climbing lifestyle. This is a, yeah, I don't even, we can just pass this one. Derek and Jesse,
1: tell me why Godzilla, tell me why Godzilla expects a miracle and actually wins this one.
3: I, have you guys seen freaking Godzilla he shoots a laser <laughs> fire beam out of his mouth and guess what here's what I know about Do- Godzilla he's not all that concerned about following the He's well first he's not even concerned about following the yeah. rules As to my knowledge the guy will destroy cities and literally millions of people and not yeah. miss a beat what? He's going to just got a laser breath King Kong before the match and even starts. King, Godzilla fights dirty. King Kong and Amy in wow. close to the aggro okay. crack. And,
1: I was not <laughs> expecting this. I, this is actually closer debate than I thought. And that's a
4: different angle. Okay,
1: Jesse, <laughs> I see
4: you, boy. He just go kill King Kong before he even get up, all okay. right? <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. Roberto,
6: Tyler and Jamie. Okay. All right, Jamie, I I trust you.
2: A gorilla versus a lizard. That's all I need to say, right? A gorilla exactly. will take that lizard exactly and pick it up right. and swing mm-hmm. it by its tail. That mm-hmm. lizard is not even coming close to the mountain. Mm-hmm. There you go. King Kong Oh, con, my all gosh, the way.
6: you're right. Uh, swinging Godzilla around by his tail. <laughs> he's
2: <laughs> he's going to swing. <laughs>
5: all
1: right, Derek, rebuttal the rebuttal. Here we go. Final word, Derek, right
4: now. Go for it. He's going to laser his arms off, so he's not even going to be able to to even swing him because he ain't going to have no arms, and then their arms going to be the same size, and then it's just going to be Godzilla little feet. He's going to laser his arms off. He's going to walk up the joint. That's what it is.
3: Last time I checked, last time I checked, King Kong was vanquished by a couple like Cessnas with like 1920s machine Tommy guns. So you're telling me, you're telling me, 1920 crop dusters with you know Uzis on them. Can yeah, take him yeah. down, but I, the laser breath of an eternal yeah. dragon hell yeah. beast. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, gotta admit
1: when I when I put this pairing together, I thought I was like telephoning it that the gorilla would climb the mountain, but I got I, I forgot about the lasers, and I gotta say I think the winner is Godzilla. You're
6: Giving it to him again, Godzilla.
5: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's He's get, gonna get it. He's going to be laid there limbless. Right. We've won it. these
1: handily both times. All right. All right. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. All right. So, this, who would win? And this, in a hot dog eating contest, hot dog eating contest between <laughs> Hulk and Garfield the cat. On the side of Hulk, mm. we have uh, Tyler and Jamie. On the side of Garfield the cat, We have Jesse and Derek. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Tyler and Jamie, tell me why Hulk wins in the hot dog eating contest.
2: I'll start because you're going to need to pull up the the rear on this, Tyler. Okay. Here's why Hulk is going to win. Because if anyone has ever had anger issues and emotional issues, you know that the only thing that satisfies that sometimes is a a good hot dog. Mm. And so Hulk is going to go in and he's angry and he's upset Mm. and he's mad and he will just eat and eat and eat and he has no feeling. He like loses control of himself. So there's no stopping the hot dog eating
1: when Hulk gets in. Interesting, not bad. And you know, Jesse and Tyler, I know you're thinking cartoon cat, but you got to remember Garfield would eat entire
3: pans of lasagna. But you can't
2: help Cameron. I'm just saying, You're just the listener. That's why we were. D-
3: D- Derek, would you like? To, would you like to take the first round, or you want me to? I'll, I'll lead off because I because I know I know you got the heat,
4: Jesse. I'm gonna lead off. Tell me Garfield right. wins. I'm gonna lead off.
3: Do it. Do it. I do think
4: it. Garfield wins for for two reasons. One, I think because Hulk is so emotionally unstable, he won't eat. He'll just destroy oh, all he'll of get the knives So he, he probably won't even. He, he if right, he'll get mad, or he'll he'll just get mad because he's not eating and. It, you know, like when you eat and you're and, and it's like a depression mm-hmm. eat, you don't get mm. full. So I think he'd get frustrated and then he would stop mm. eating. And the thing mm. with Garfield, Garfield's patient. I mean Garfield's just sitting there one hot dog at a time when you look at a hot dog eating contest it's not the person that's really really like intense it's always a person that's just Methodical. like real calm and they're just like pouring water over the hot dog and they just slurping it down yeah. I think that's Garfield's strategy that's my personal opinion all
6: right rebuttal uh Tyler and Jade uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna full credit to Derek I think that raises you raise some good points about the mental state of both contestants <laughs> here and the emotional state but we all but I, we're talking purely physics. Here, Garfield is a—he's a big cat. He's a big cat, but he's not as big as the Incredible mm. Hulk. Hulk has a solid nine feet on mm. Garfield. You can just fit more hot dogs <laughs> in the in the—it's a container. It's a container. Uh, right. We're talking about where these things all go. Right. Garfield would ex- would literally burst open. He would explode, spewing hot dog tra- entrails everywhere. Before, while Hulk's just I getting mean, started. Tyler, to I, I to don't be see... fair,
1: though, Tyler, Garfield the cat does eat entire. Yeah pans of lasagna, which wouldn't normally fit in a cat. Well, I'm just well, saying. He's a big right. cat. I'm Cameron, acknowledging I the size of the that he's a big cat. Yeah.
2: Cameron, whose team are you on?
1: I'm not on a team. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> <So>, Jesse, the <laughs> <find laughs> word. Jesse,
6: tell me why Garfield.
2: Just- Here, here's what I'm saying. You we gave have- a
6: climbing contest to a lizard over a monkey. We know who Cameron's rooting for. <laughs>
3: yeah, because your monkey is laying ruthless with laser-off arms and legs. While Godzilla does what Godzilla always does and just it kills everything. <laughs> it's a preposterous <laughs> question. He would not play by Nickelodeon rules. <laughs> Okay. okay, Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> okay, the yeah. thing about with, this is, a, this is a, we have no indication that the a Hulk would even participate in such a contest. Okay? He, Hulk is a man of science. Oh. Okay? When he's when he's Bruce Banner, you think Bruce Banner, that's like saying, oh, I bet Elon Musk would do a hot dog eating contest. No, he's Elon Musk. He's like the smartest dude. He's not going to degrade himself. He's not going to do it. You can't convince him. He's just going to get mad. He's going to turn into the Hulk when you ask him. He's like, guys, I'm the best scientist in the world. I'm not going to do a hot dog eating contest for your entertainment. Meanwhile, Garfield. Garfield every day is a hot dog eating contest for that guy. All he does is <laughs> lay around and eat. Okay, his whole life is an eating contest. It just never ends. This is another ridiculously easy one that I think Derek. All right, to. I stipulated
6: think- Hulk. We stipulated it was the Hulk. It was Can not Bruce Banner. Can I remind the judge
2: that it was Hulk and not Bruce Banner? Right. Just I just want okay. to have that on yeah. the record. Yeah,
6: you can't just sub in somebody else because you don't like <laughs> the rules. Jesse, that, that was a weak point <laughs> Maybe because... Maybe I
3: don't know how Hulk he's, works. He's
1: at the laboratory company picnic. It's like he's just having fun with his friends. You don't know. He might be in the mood. All right, but I think definitively... Uh, the hot dog eating contest is won by Hulk. I think uh, Tyler and Jamie got it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Exactly. All right. The nine feet. Exactly uh, right.
3: <laughs> good, good. Good luck talking. We're running into out
1: it. of time, but we got to <laughs> get to this one. <laughs> <just> the, okay, <laughs> here it is: the Bible sword drill. Y'all know it. You grew up Baptist. You went oh, to Juana's. Yeah. You got a Bible I sword drill. I was in Bible drill. There you go. You got Bible I drill. Never, I never heard of it. I was in Bible drill. Okay, t- explain it, Jamie.
2: It's a contest. You all stand in a row, and they're like, and you have your Bible, and they say you're set, and you hold your Bible, and they say the Beatitudes, and then you find it, and the pers- first person to step forward with their finger on the Beatitudes, winner.
1: Yeah, or like oh, okay. find this verse. Right, or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bible score yeah. drill. Gotcha. Here we go. Yep. Here's the two contestants. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Oh, we God. know he grew up in the church. Knows his theology. We know he knows his theology. There's scriptures on these shoes. You know, I'm just saying. Lil Nas X mm-hmm. against Wolverine wolverine yeah there's this obscure comic from the 70s where he gives his life to the lord and becomes a christian so wolverine also has a church background so bible sword drill between lil nas x and wolverine taking the side of wolverine is tyler and jamie lil nas x jesse and Derek, and tyler and jamie wolverine you're up first good lord
2: I'll go first, Tyler. She can pull up the rear here. Uh, This is why I I think that Wolverine would win in a Bible contest because I know a lot of people and when they come to know Jesus later Mm. in their life, they Mm. are like into the word. They Mm. can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. They devour it. Mm. They read it and and have it with them all the time. It's on their phone. They put it on their wall. It is everywhere they go. And Wolverine in his conversion cannot get enough of God's word. And so he will win the Bible drill.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. What do you guys got Derek and Jesse?
3: I mean, this might be a hot. This might be a controversial take, but I think little Nas out X is out here playing chess, while a lot of people playing checkers. I think he's (laughs) he's he's stirring the pot. He's making people think about big Bible issues, even in a very uncomfortable way. I don't know. I I feel like anyone that can get that that many. Wolverine isn't going to get the entire internet talking about issues like what the Bible says about sexuality, about the, the literal uh, uh, figure, you know, our literal interpretation of what hell and the devil look like, about spiritual warfare. Little Nas X in the course of one hmm. week has people who never cared about those hmm. topics before acting like they've always cared about Interesting. it. Interesting. That seems like someone <laughs> who could probably get some Bible talk. Interesting. Going.
6: All right, rebuttal, uh, Tyler and Jamie. I I think that this is another one that is just coming down to like I think Jesse raises some good points there. I don't dispute any of that, but kind of like in the Garfield Hulk situation, there's you've just got to think in terms of sheer science here, and what Wolverine has that Lil Nas X doesn't is age. He's been around longer. He's just had more time to get his hand to get a handle on the bot we're talking specifically sword drills not interest not not like how how like interested you are in spiritual things like just knowing where in the bible you turn you know psalm thir- psalm 13 bam he knows where in the bible to start looking because he's had more time to start pouring through he's been around for a long time he's a very old man he, he ages slower because he has a healing factor that slows his aging way down so he's like over 100 years old he's been seeing bibles all his life i think he's just more familiar with can text. i ask
1: you tyler i don't know wolverine story but would th- those sure. those those scissor claws like wouldn't that shred the bible right. are they always out like if uh, the paper would nah, get to you know. can him back oh to he you, can, can retract him, him like a cat shnick. okay i got you okay don't you don't shnick. need him you don't yeah. need them. so so shnick. but is it a thing that he can control them because like if he's in the middle of the bible thing and they come out wouldn't that like paper shred the bible
2: he has self control. He has the fruit of the spirit in him, and ah, so he has self control okay. over his well, speakers. He's a Christian. All right. So final, 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 word, final
1: <laughs> argument. Why does Lil Nas X? Why does Lil Nas X win the Bible drill?
4: I'm gonna give you two reasons why. Reason number one. Reason number one is this. Reason number one is ex Christians. Who have felt frustrated by the Christian church know the Bible much better than people that are comfortable every day sitting every there Sunday so there's number one he's he's had to come with the rebuttals so he's already figured out all of the stuff that you're gonna say before you say it so he knows locations he knows all those different things and then I'm gonna say the most obvious reason that nobody said technology I mean this man literally is in a video Twerking on the devil He's just going to use Google Or whatever and he's going to find out Whatever it is and by the time Old man Wolverine Lick his finger and thumb Through the pages He done already went on Google Found it and then produced it So holla at your boy Give him my point I
5: think think the
1: most convincing (laughs) argument uh, We're uh, we're from Jamie being That people who come to the Lord later in life uh, uh, Consume the word I also think But Derek's point of jaded ex-Christians Who hate the the word Know it backwards and forwards Because they want to prove you wrong And I think that's dead on And I think Lil Nas X beats Wolverine In a Bible drill Jamie. It's not on you, Jamie. And I'm, guys, I'm not taking uh, it personally. <laughs> uh, I think that's where we can t-
4: play
5: the guitars, Clark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, definitively, this is not a game. It's not a game, it's a debate. So, th- who here's each round. If you remember, uh, Batman definitively beats Spider Man in a Street Fight, Godzilla mm-hmm. surprisingly beats King Kong and, Cl- and scaling the Agra Crag Showdown Sur- from Guts.
6: Improbably, well,
1: definitely beats garfield the cat in a hot dog eating contest and lil nas x beats wolverine and a bible sword drill now internet you can't debate it anymore it's been settled that is episode one or edition one over. of epic battle it's over that was fun okay so no, my well, favorite
2: is watching Jesse when someone else is talking because he's just like, no, this is dumb. I'm about to, I'm about to come up <laughs> is you. He's just shaking his head the whole time. He literally is just shaking his head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, this, this is all up here. This, yeah. this game is 99%. The, the most
1: surprising argument.
3: 1% facial when I was expression. putting
1: these together, I kind of envisioned who would say what and what the arguments would be. I did not envision cutting off his legs and arms yeah. with lasers so he's just laying there as a stump why at the bottom of the aggregate <laughs> <laughs> so then I can just walk up and at my yeah. that's his MO yeah.
3: indiscriminately indiscriminately like torching stuff is all Godzilla does
4: Jesse opened thing. the door. I I I just played off of my partner. He opened the door.
6: I think the guts referees would probably disqualify a kid who hit another kid <laughs> on the way up the acrocrane. I don't know if Big Godzilla like, gets like, a special I'd like, see, I'd like to
3: see Mike O'Malley or what? what, what, what Mo. it was Mo. Was the ref? That was her name. The ref's name was Mo, and she was British. And when I was a kid, I kind of had a crush on her. She'd be torched too. I'm <laughs> sad to say. Terrible. I'm sad to say she'd be dead. She'd Everybody be dead would. Because of Godzilla. The audience, the studio audience, everybody's
1: just done. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Caitlin Crosby for joining us today. Make sure to follow her on IG at Caitlin Crosby. Make sure to pick uh, pick up her new book, Every Word Matters. And if you uh, like cool, meaningful jewelry that gives back and makes a difference, check out the Giving Keys. They're doing great stuff. Hey, have you seen the new issue of Relevant yet? The March-April issue is out now. We're at the halfway point of the issue. If you've been putting it off, go check it out. It's available right now for free. And guess what else? Ad-free. Thanks to our friends at UHSM. Uh, they are the presenting sponsor of our March-April issue. Uh, it features Johnny Swim on the cover, one of our favorite groups. Also, you uh, we have a feature with Nate Bargatze, comedian, uh, hilarious guy has a new special out on Netflix. I just watched it last night. Hillsong United's Taya, uh, actor Lakeith Stanfield, who's, I should say, Oscar-nominated actor, Lakeith Stanfield. We have think pieces on climate change, gender equality in the church, a uh, conversation with Rachel Denhollander about sexual abuse in the church. There's so much to the issue. Go check it out. It's available now. Just go to relevantmagazine.com, click on the magazine tab. There it is. Available for free and ad-free. Thanks to UHSM. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome. We have a presenting sponsor like that. Hey, also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out Deeper Walk. It is our daily devotional. We post a new one every morning. And also, there is not only a new devotional at our site, uh, you can sign up for the Deeper Walk newsletter to have it delivered to your inbox. So when you pick up your phone, laying in bed first thing in the morning, kind of bleary eyed, look at your phone, maybe that top email sitting there in your inbox. We'll, you know spend a couple minutes with it and uh, start your day on the right note you know deeper walk also check out the new deeper walk podcast we have a daily devotional podcast it follows the uh, email and article uh, list so maybe you know you want to listen to your devotionals instead of reading them we got all the options whether you're a visual learner or an audio learner whatever it is we got it uh, you can check out the deeper walk podcast wherever you get your podcast and make sure to go to relevantmags.com slash deeper walk to to uh, Uh, check out the uh, Deeper Walk series it's really awesome well on that note we will wrap it up I'm Cameron Strang I'm Jesse Carey I'm Jamie Ivey
4: I'm Derek Miner
1: hey we will see you next Friday everybody have a wonderful uh, holy weekend happy Easter everyone we wish you the best and uh, we'll see you next week